Hey, welcome into the 550th episode of Grabbing on the Brisket. I'm just kidding. I don't know what episode we're on. <laughs> say, has it been that long? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I literally don't know either, and I should right. know that. It's our bicentennial. No, wait. I'm not using it correctly. No, you're not. And it's I fine. I always yeah. mess it up. Yeah. yeah. It's Bice, a, bison nickel. I don't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I actually mess it up on purpose just so you guys can correct me. You know. Right. Yeah. Just to right. correct you if you're, you're wrong. You're giving guy, James. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I try to get you involved. <laughs> That's great. So we got a fun episode planned for you today. We got a wonderful interview with uh, Bob Trudnick with Barbecue Guru. Barbecue Bob. Barbecue Bob. So it's going to be a fun one. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Uh, and I had a hell of a week last week, too. So I just want to throw that out there. I don't know if we're getting into that yet. Or, yeah. Uh, uh, no. yeah. Tell us about your First vacation. Of all, yeah. John, I, you can't do that. I'm going to do it anyway. You can't nominate yourself as a hell of a week. I'm and, doing and it. And then proceed, just go right into it. Like My that. week was so damn good. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was me and my wife in San Juan, Puerto Rico at the freaking Ritz Carlton uh, on the beach. Everything paid for. I think we spent like 140 bucks the whole week in a pool with a freaking bucket of beer next to me the entire time. It was nice. fantastic. First time vacationing without the kids in 14 years. It was amazing. Wow. It's funny because I have my first vacation with the kids ever coming up on Friday. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. So like, with the kids yeah. and without the kids, right. right? It's a different vacation. No, no, it is. It's it's just you you to like indulge in yourself, right? Yeah, it's totally. Yeah, there's zero stress involved. Well, other than drinking a bucket of beer, what'd you do? Yeah. Give us. I mean, uh, I did some pina coladas, some margaritas, oh, okay. uh, rum. So rum. Yeah, a lot of tequila. rum. Tequila. Yeah, okay. and I don't ever do tequila, but these were. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I saw you. You shot a lot of pictures, like look, a lot of food porn pics to yeah, us, like all throughout the whole food. thing. Yeah, like you indulged in the in the food. Yeah, I don't know if you guys would go for everything I was eating, mm, but so uh, it, maybe yeah. Matt had some like a lot of lobster stuff, a lot of really good steaks, uh, some like sushi type stuff. It was a, it was a lot of good shit. It was really good. Nice. Really enjoyed it. Huh. And when I got back, there was a new grill waiting for me in the entryway. So, boom. Okay. John was uh, very fortunate. Uh, won a brand new Weber Retro. Mm-hmm. Uh, those things are pretty pimp. Yeah. It's the 70th anniversary. This thing is... The turquoise one? Slick, yeah. yeah. I guess they have four different colors, but the one I got yeah. has like the... It looks like the emblem of an old T-bird or something around the... Uh, yeah. Uh, We've yeah. seen them. It's sexy I, shit. You know yeah. what we thought? We're like, who really deserves this and then we <laughs> right. all thought of you right. the oh, guy perfect. who's on vacation right. yeah. for a week yeah. this is the guy we would nominate if anybody else could win one no only this guy yeah. that thing cost me 23 dollars there it is yes. it was it was an our raffle thing yeah, right yeah. yeah one of the groups i'm in on facebook so yeah, coming cool. to 500 tiktoks near you right right yeah. there's already been two videos out, yeah. So. yeah shout out to perry brooks uh brisket man on tiktok he's the one that uh shot me a text uh i think that day or maybe it was Saturday or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, John just won a Weber. I'm like, John who? <laughs> <laughs> who is this? Is oh, this our, our uh, John. You mean James? Uh, maybe it's James. Right. <laughs> you spelled my name wrong. Exactly. <laughs> so congrats, John. That's awesome. Yeah, it's badass. I'm super happy with it. Yeah. And we yeah. got a lot of Oklahoma Joe pits to play mm-hmm. with. 
So. Mm-hmm. See that yeah. that actually ha- that that happened right before you were leaving, I guess. Right. right? I haven't got to put mine together yet, but uh, it's coming as well. I'm Boom. excited for that new uh, Rider Deluxe. Hell yeah! And we just put together James's new reverse smoke uh, Oklahoma Joe. Yeah, reverse flow. Yeah. Um, the offset long, smoker. Yeah. The Longhorn. The Longhorn. Yeah. And, and you know, I, you know, I was really shocked about that. Is it really wasn't that? It wasn't that different. Like for being an offset smoker, you'd think it'd be a little bit more involved. But I think they kind of thought of everything you could do, and still be able to like ship it and, and everything yeah. else, right? right. So uh, it was pretty pretty easy to put together. Well, it looks like a beast. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, we're sitting like two feet from it here. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's in, in the studio, so. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it in looks studio. like a beast. Mm. All right, so uh, barbecue news, John. Barbecue news. Let's we have some barbecue news. I think you, you have a, a name for it. Uh, I think Jan came up with a name, Hot Off the Grill. Hot Off the Grill. Yeah. what you called it? I did. Hot Off the Grill News. Did he, did he, did it's almost like that. What, what is that? The Looney Tunes. Yes, like, that's exactly. all, folks. Great. Thank you. That's what happens when I don't drink. What is going on with you? Yeah, so uh, we had a couple of uh, big things. come. The Memphis in May just happened. So uh, we have some, some winners of that. And we also have just today they announced the Barbecue Hall of Fame winners for 2022. Are we in it? Uh, I think we were like... Two just, votes just out of it. Damn yeah, it. Damn yeah. Damn Sorry. we're Next really year. close. Okay, uh, to winning that right thing. That's all we can do. Be close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and, and there's a lot of stuff. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on about this. Yeah, we'll reel off a couple names. Yeah, yeah. get some uh, highlights. John Marcus. If you guys are familiar, he's the executive producer on Barbecue Pitmasters. Does a lot of competing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Had some restaurants. Wrote on a lot of lot of shows, including Mighty Mouse, 1978. I looked that up today. Is that uh, Looney Tunes? I don't know. Is, okay. is Mighty Mouse Looney Tunes? No, I think it's its own thing. It's a Warner Brothers it's thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ed Mitchell. Uh, he's one of the North Carolina whole hog cookers. Uh, Joe Traeger. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Joe Traeger. Well, that guy. Yeah, I think I heard of him. He's yeah. from the, the family of Traegers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. I mean, that, was, that had to be. I don't, know, I don't know if he was on there last year, if he's a first ballot guy. But he had to be, right? I mean, yeah. whether you like pellet grills or not, what he brought to the barbecue is that so? We yeah, what qualifies for that? Is just contributions to barbecue? Is that well? It's the advancement of a whole new yeah. technology now. That's, but I mean, that's what that's what you get. For, that's how they award those. It's however you made some kind of contribution. To yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess like barbecue. any hall of fame. Sure. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, eventually we'll be up there with all the contributions that we lead to um, in this barbecue market. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last hey, one was... Well, that was good. The last I, one was I our friend we met. Uh, we met up in it, the MVPQA was Leanne Whippen. So she oh, is... Congrats, Leanne. Hey, yeah. see, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. We know Leanne. So. And Lex Schwinn. Yeah. Uh, celebrity mm-hmm. pitmaster, judge, pro competitor, uh, restaurateur, TV personality. She's on the Barbecue Nation with our friend over there, JT. Yep. She got that grabbing the brisket bump. That's right. That's right. Boom. Actually, and, and they host the podcast as well. Yeah, the Barbecue Nation. That's right. Yep. So uh, she's in, and I'm actually, I just talked to her today. Might have her on next week, if not maybe the week after that, to talk about what a badass she is. Cool. Uh, legacy members, these are the folks that, I guess, passed away, but they it's in its own category sure. or whatever. Uh, Bobby Mueller, Louis yep. Mueller's son. Uh, Karen Putnam, she was kind of like one of the, uh, what do you call it? 
blazed a trail for women in barbecue, kicked a lot of ass. She's got a, a cookbook out there too. Uh, and I, Adam Scott, he's another Carolina whole hog. And I think he's got a barbecue sauce that's uh, that sugar-free uh, Scott's yeah. barbecue sauce. Yeah. Really yeah. popular. So, and the impact award, this is a brand new category they have. Uh, and this is so their inaugural winners went to the unsung black barbecue cooks. So okay. kind of cool. Fantastic. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so the, for Memphis in May, maybe somebody else wants to read off some of these. Yeah, no, we, we did hand out pamphlets to everybody here yeah. at the table, but, uh, it seems like me and John's the only one that brought our uh, homework to the table. Mm-hmm. 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 Is, it, is it on an email or something? Yeah, it was but, on an email. Let me reel off just a couple. So Memphis and May winner, grand champion was Blues Hog Barbecue. That has to be like, I mean, we could have told you that, right? Everybody uses their products. Yeah. Like everybody, like, uh, and they still kicked everybody's ass yeah, with that's, their own That's stuff. saying something. That's yeah. the whole like, yeah, I'll tell you what I do. I'm still going to kick your ass. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we could have told you they're going to win anyways. Yeah, like, right. If they say this was in a category like out of five, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Blue Hog? Yeah, we'll take them. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Pork Division. Uh, we got the ribs. You got Heath Riles coming in there with the ribs. He was on our show. Yeah, he was. Okay. Great okay. gentleman. Mm. Shoulder, we got Sweet Swine of Mine. He was on our show, too. Yep. There it is. Mark Lambert. That's and right. Then, and we're at the MBBQA. Yeah. Whole Hog, of course, went to Blue's Hog. I think it's Whole Hog. Like, if you win Whole Hog, you're probably going to win. I think it, you have a better champion. chance, probably, but I know that there has been winners in the past that were one yeah. of the other two categories. we got to ask how that whole thing works, because it, it might be similar to what Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo you was like back in the day, where that just that one meat category could get you the grand champion, right. uh, and your your meat, your, your brisket would go up against a chicken or, or, or pork rib. Uh, it could be a similar... Yeah, I don't, like I, I don't. I don't think it is. I don't know though. if you're cooking all three, or if you're just cooking one. I really don't know. But I, I know that they're judging you on. Fuck, I don't really know. I'm making yeah. shit up at this I mean, point. Yeah. It's something that we I can mean, ask Bob later. Any on. more? Any more? You say now or lies? Right. Yeah, I'm right? gonna stop right there. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Jen. Um, uh, there's also what the Green Grilling Award. Okay. I haven't heard of that one. I don't know if that's new, but I imagine it's relatively new. But that went to Sweet Cheeks. That has to do with recycling. I'm pretty yeah, recycling I think most. it's like whoever, whatever team recycled the most trash. Is it the most mm, okay. beers drank? Like you <laughs> had the most. <laughs> if you just drink a bunch of beer and throw it in a recycle bin, you win. <laughs> You're the winner. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Uh, then the Kingsford Tour of Champions, the Shed Barbecue. We had them on the show. Yep, another yeah. one that we talked talk to at the end. I'm not saying there's a correlation, but I'm just saying just grab them with the brisket. Yeah. Right. Yes. So I think yeah, I think the Kingsford Tour of Champ is like a people's choice competition or something like that correct yeah and then uh patio porkers by pork atrude or porkitude sorry porkitude yeah porkitude so that's the patio porkers is the equivalent to the barbecue or backyard division so i guess i don't know if they just means they don't do a lot of comps or what how you do the backyard they probably set up the the pros to be oh okay certain division and maybe you got some the the up-and-coming newer that's right. kind of cool. You I like get, that. You know, get, get your some, taste, get yeah. your feet yeah. wet. Yeah. Yeah, you don't see a lot of those backyard division ones around here. Mm-mm. And Jan still doesn't have his thing out. So uh, the ancillary I, I, categories. I'm sorry. I'm, we'll go into that. I'm not going to have it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I can't log into it. So. Okay. Uh, so the turkey was um, Iowa barbecue store corn cookers. The the hot wing competition went to Sweet Swine O Mine. 
mm-hmm. uh, our friend. Uh, beef, which I'm assuming is brisket, or I don't know if they can cook any beef or if it's just brisket. It's probably brisket, right? It's got to be brisket. Uh, Boar's Night Out, we have not had on yet. We've not had, but well, Heath Rowles was with Boar's Night Out before he went and started. Yep, so was Malcolm Reed. Yep. Who is with Killer Hogs now, and he won the poultry division. There it is. Or section, or whatever the hell you call it. Uh, seafood? Pure Pleasure Porkers? Mm. Okay. Triple, triple P's. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I, I, hadn't, I wasn't going to name any second places, but I will say Mo Kason got second in seafood. So. Mm-hmm. Nice job, Big Mo. Exotic was the Beastie Boys. Very cool. I wonder what were they made in that exotic. I don't know. We can reach out. We can ask them. Yeah. Uh, right. Sauce division, we got the tomato, burnt finger barbecue, mustard sauce went to the pig diamonds, and the vinegar sauce went to Colonel Rib. Okay. All right. Damn. It's a lot of categories. All right. Yeah. yeah there And yeah, there's a few more little miscellaneous categories that I don't think we have to get into, but we'll post this. Uh, we'll post it in the description of this episode. So if you want to see it, you can go see Go it. look yourself. Yeah. Why are you asking just us to look? Do it? Just scroll Jeez, down, Buckle. Just Google the shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> What, what what I did here is there was a there was a lot of people that we have got to hang out with or have met or had on the podcast or whatever that were being called out. Yeah, some close personal friends of ours. Right. So, so people we saying, spend time if with. If you want to win these competitions, you need to kind of you know be on the show. Be on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell your people to reach out to our people. support our show. How about yeah. that? Definitely. Oh, congratulations, to all those people though. Hey, we're going to take a quick little break here, pay some bills, uh, stay tuned, see you in a sec. Yeah, here's a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, let's welcome in Bob Trednick, a.k.a. Barbecue Bob, a.k.a. The Barbecue Guru. Hey Bob, hey, thank you for being on the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. Hey, you're welcome. I got a lot of AKAs, I guess. I do. <laughs> right. I was like, holy shit. Can we add shit. any more? Yeah. <laughs> let's come up with another you one forgot, during this. You forgot AKA Bobby T. Bobby T. Bobby T. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's for the uh, the new, uh, I don't know if it's new really or not, the, the pizza sauces and whatnot, right? Yeah, the pizza sauce and seasoning. I came out last November with them. Nice. Yeah, that's something that uh, um, I guess Jan's ears perked up a little bit, and he's like, barbecue? I mean, pizza sauces pizza. And, and seasoning? Like Jan's, Jan's oh, been yeah. doing, he's been uh, trying to craft uh Making his own pizzas here. Yeah, I'm. I am two years into working on my own um, dough sauce recipe. Not to sell. Not to do really? any with it. Just at home, right? Just trying to perfect the perfect pizza and sauce and cheese. And I don't know. I'm. I'm really big into it. I think about it a lot. I watch yeah. a lot of videos. Um, yeah, I, I. I love pizza. Sounds like you just need to try his. Yeah, I know. Like I, I so listen. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna order some. So there it is. Well, well thank you. Yeah, just uh, get me an address. So I'll get you some out to, to try and let me know what you think. But um, yeah, I've been doing homemade pizza. My grandmother taught me how to make homemade pizzas. I was like seven years old. Nice. Um, so it just came naturally to me. What do you cook yours on now? Like, are you, are you doing it outside on the grill or something? Or you got a little special oven for it? So. Uh, well, back in January, I became a brand ambassador for Alpha Ovens. Okay. And uh, Alpha Ovens are out of Italy. They're beautiful, wood-fired. They do wood-fired and gas-fired ovens. Oh, but man. I'm a barbecue guy, so I wanted all wood. So they sent me one of their all-wood 4 uh models. 
and um, it's it's gorgeous. I use wood splits. I cut down a maple tree here about a year and a half ago. I've been using all maple splits, and you know, I just really um, I'm having an absolute blast with it because I'm doing way more than pizza. You know, I'm doing all kinds of meats in there and side dishes and desserts. It's a really cool oven. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, you can, people don't realize just, you know, you're outside. It's, it's just like barbecuing and whatever else. I mean, uh, essentially I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it, there's no difference, right? You've got a live fire and you're cooking whatever, but you can cook steaks. Exactly. I mean, I've seen, I've seen some of the products coming off of those pits and I was, first of all, it was eye opening to see that you could even do a dessert and you can do different things on, on those style of pits. And, People think like, oh, they're only for pizza. You're like, no, that's an oven. That thing's built to cook whatever you want, breads, whatever. Yeah, it, it's, exactly. almost like, it's almost exactly. like um, it, it kind of equates to barbecue just a little bit, except for all the work is done in the prepping, right? The beforehand. The cooking portion only takes like, you know, what, minutes? Well, it depends on what you're cooking. Yeah, so you know? it's, uh, yeah. right, right. It's hot and fast. When you're making pizzas, there's a ton of prep work. I do a... Uh, 28 hour dough. And I, I've done a lot of dough recipes over the years. I've cooked a lot of pizzas in ovens, on grills. I've burnt more than my fair share of them on, you know, ceramic grills and stuff. Um, but I've really perfected a dough that I absolutely love. I teach it in my cl- pizza classes. And, um, we're best friends, right? You know, now. there's just, there's a lot of prep that goes into it. And then you pull off a pizza every 90 seconds. It's ridiculous. That's what I'm talking about. I need this class. I know. I am like, my ears are like on fire right, right. now. I'm like, I got to take one of your classes. This is, <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is because I, I, I'm just a guy from Texas that loves, you know, I mean, I, I do like, I love cooking inside, I love cooking outside. So I, I love both aspects of it and whatever. Um, you know, I'm not just, just a barbecue guy or whatever else, but making doughs, making breads. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. That's art. Yeah. It is, man. So I'm the same way. You know, I'm the same way. You know, I, I love, I can spend hours making like pepper jams or mustards or whatever. I don't, you know, I love all aspects of cooking, prepping, side dishes, everything you can think of. Nice. So I yeah. know you have to have been putting some barbecue meats on your pizza. Is there like a favorite of yours? Oh, yeah. I did a, I did a brisket pizza a few weeks back. Man, did that get some hits. Yeah. Um, I was, we cater. So my wife and I have a catering business in the Philly suburbs. We've been doing that for 11 years or so. And um, we were, I knew that I was cooking pizzas that Friday night and we had a catering gig for, it was like a luncheon that day for briskets. And I'm like, listen, I'm saving, we're cooking an extra brisket because I'm going to start making brisket pizzas. And I know my daughter loves brisket pizza. She actually introduced me to this like uh, this brisket pizza that her and I made a couple of years ago for Father's Day, and it had like goat cheese on it and all this other stuff. It was awesome. So I decided to do like a uh, it's like a Neapolitan pizza um, with sliced brisket on it. Nice. And I, I made a reel with it and stuff, and yeah, it came out great. But I have I want to do burn end pizzas. I want to do pork belly pizzas, and you know. I love to come up with some wacky and crazy ideas. Hmm. That sounds amazing. You do any calzones on yeah. that thing? You can do whatever you want. I have, yeah. I've done some. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. I've done calzones. I've done strombolis. 
Um, I'll smoke wings, and then I take my, um, I have a wing sauce on the market. I named after my son. It's called Mighty Mitch's. And I'll take that and put it in cast iron with the smoked wings and put them in a, the pizza oven at like 650 degrees, and they get super crispy in about three minutes. Yep. And I, pu- I pull them out and put some crumbled blue cheese on there, and the people go nuts for them. That sounds amazing. I'm going to have to get some damn pizza tonight now. Right. <laughs> pizza down here in Texas is insane. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't have pizza like you do in, in you know, the, the, yeah, the Philly area. Then you have, whether you go even go I all know. the way up to like New York or whatever else. But the, yeah, that's, was that, is that considered Midwest or is this, is Philly still? No, no like is Northeast, it, right? Is it? How, what is Midwest? Philly's stop? Northeast. Philly's Northeast. Northeast. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I didn't realize how spoiled I was until I started traveling. Yeah. And, you know, what I was in, I don't know, I was in Atlanta, all over Texas, the Midwest, and I'm like, oh, there's a pizza joint. You know, I'm staying at a hotel, let me order a pizza. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's <laughs> not pizza. It's not good. This, this is what they're calling pizza? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'd Everybody, rather eat freaking Domino's. Right. Everybody <laughs> recommends, like, oh, you got to go try this pizza place over here, and then you go try it, and it's like straight trash. Right. It, it, I yeah. think I yeah. think it's a difference in like even here still even making doughs and whatever else right. It's the bread. There, there's a water. Even our water is different. And the air it is the humidity and everything. Yeah, the humidity's bad here. It's just it's just different than going up up, up north and you know in that direction or whatever. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I am I definitely man. I'm like any pizza like you talking about like well New York style Chicago. I've had Chicago New York. I've I've, I've had a lot of them, but. Uh, is, is, yeah. is there a certain one for Philly that does, does Philly have a certain style or, uh, a pizza or is it the same? No. Um, well, I mean, Philly has a lot of different styles. Um, but I mean like the New York round thin crust yeah. is big. Um, th- there are some places, uh, in, known in this area that do the cheese first and then the sauce. I'm not a huge fan of that. I like the sauce to hit the the dough and, and build on the crust, and then your your toppings on top of that. Um, but I actually grew up in this like northeast part of Pennsylvania, Scranton, Northeast PA. Uh, Old Forge is a town up there, and they have their own style of pizza. It's really interesting. It's a it's a square or rectangle pizza, very crispy crust, not too thick, not too thin. Almost like a thin, um, a thin Detroit uh, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like a Detroit pizza um, style. The crust is, but it's very cheesy. And they actually a lot of them will blend their sauce and cheese together before it goes on the pizza. Oh wow, that's interesting. And it's, oh, it's 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 good. It's very unique. It's very cheesy. Um, they do a lot of like sliced sausage as opposed to crumble, uh, very flavorful. They'll mix American cheese in with cheddars. So it's very creamy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. So I've been fortunate to grow up on fantastic pizza. Actually, one of my favorite pizza places growing up be- became famous through, um, that show, the office mm-hmm. right. called Alfredo's. Yes. Oh, well, yes. Alfredo's was a, Alfredo's, I never watched The Office. I just, it's not my thing. But, and I, I heard it's funny and all that stuff. But I grew up in a little town called Chinchilla. 
and Alfredo's pizza place. It was a tiny little place. It was at the bottom of the hill uh, in the mountain I grew up on. So I used to walk down there, get pizza for lunch with my buddies, come back up. Then they moved, and I thought they were out of business. But they opened up in another part of town, and then years and years later, they became famous on the office. And uh, that, that pizza is phenomenal. Now, but, is uh, that. Yeah, you get spoiled. And you, is that uh, Alfredo's that? pizza, or is that pizza by Alfredo? <laughs> he hasn't seen the episode. He doesn't know, know what you're talking I, about. I had to yeah. do that for the fans that <laughs> so were listening. I, yeah, I, know, I had to do I know, it. <laughs> I know it's Alfredo's pizza, it's the original. <laughs> And you got to try it, <laughs> but I've never seen it, so I don't know. It's funny what made it so famous, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, th- I think there was a bit in the in the show about it or something, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. So, Bob, um, we've seen you all over TV. We know that you've done a, a, a bunch of competitions, and you've cooked at some of the top competitions all across, not just this country, but uh, all across the world. Um, yeah, usually we like to, to, um, have you kind of let us know how you got into this whole barbecue thing and this whole, um, guru thing. And then what, what's, what you're kind of up to nowadays. And it, you know, if there's a notable competition out there that you've competed in, uh, that you're kind of your top favorite moment. I mean, we'd love to hear anything you'd like to share with us. Okay, well, I hope you have a couple hours. <laughs> now, um, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll keep it uh, as much as I can to the point. But um, so it's interesting. You know, I grew up loving to cook, Italian grandmother on my mother's side, and, you know, just being around people who love to cook and, and cooked a lot for big groups of people for the family. Um, so that was already in my blood. And then the, the whole homemade thing became, you know, as I was became an adult, I wanted to make my own. I didn't want to buy stuff. I wanted to make it. Um, whether it was a barbecue sauce, a seasoning, a mustard, beer, wine, you name it. Um, I was just drawn to creating my own. So back in 1999, um, now I have a degree in marketing and photography and design. And... Back in 1999, I was at a company I didn't really love, and my wife was working as a nursing recruiter, and one of the people she worked with, her son-in-law, owned a business, and he was an inventor, and they wanted to, so they started chatting, and they uh, wanted to interview me because of my design and marketing skills. So I met with them and I interviewed with a man named Fred Perkle, Shotgun Fred. And he was from San Antonio, Texas originally, moved up to Chester County, Pennsylvania. Uh, he was an engineer and started engineering his own temperature control valves for a lot of um, for the pulp and paper industry, for the railroad industry, for the chemical tracing industry. And he was looking for a guy who could do marketing and, you know, photography and all that. Well, when I showed up and I, I was chatting about, like, food and some of my portfolio or, like, food photography and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, my God. He started talking about barbecue. And, you know, I talked about my love of cooking and we hit it off. So I started working for him on the valve side of things in 1999. 
by 2003, we, we had come up with, and mainly Fred, you know, I was just helping him along, the younger guy back then. And uh, I was helping him in his development of this barbecue guru temperature control system. So he taught me what real traditional Southern barbecue was all about. And it was more of a Texas style because that's where he grew up in San Antonio. Right. So as we were, as I was learning all this and we were developing products, everything from like tamale makers to salsa choppers, everything you could think of, um, we came, we came up with this temperature control system. It was, um, analog. It was uh, very rudimentary, um, but we had a temperature control that sat on the stack of a ceramic grill with a actuator on it that would uh, use wax and open and close a module to open and close the stack of the cooker based on temperature. So, um, it was like a thermocoupler, right? We were, so, yeah, so this was before the electronic, before the probes, before yep. the electronic control. It was basically a thermostat that sat on top of the stack. Yep. Yeah. It would open and it would open and close to allow airflow or not allow airflow. Huh. Something very simple. And as we were testing it, the guys in the shop were complaining that the smoke was rolling into the you know assembly areas. So he grabbed a big industrial fan and started blowing air past the cooker out to the back parking lot. And he realized how quick that modulated shut because there was too much air flowing by and getting into the bottom of the cooker. So a light bulb went off in his head. And, you know, we ended up getting in touch with a friend of his who was an electrical engineer. And we developed this uh, fan system that was controlled electronically and with probes to maintain the temperature in a cooker based on airflow. So it was modulating a fan instead of controlling a stack. Yep. Uh, and that was revolutionary. Um, you know, and our first control was, um, we called it the competitor. Um, we had a pit minder and a competitor model. One had just pit probe. The other one had a pit probe and a food probe. Um, and we start making these things, screwing them together, getting the boards assembled. And in the first event we ever went to was Memphis and May World Championship in 2003 down <laughs> in Tom Lee Park, Memphis. And uh, we started, we had backpacks with brochures that I made and with controls. And we were asking teams if they would try it out. We didn't know how serious the barbecue thing was back then. Yo, man. We just knew there was a you know, 300 guys on the river drinking beer and had smokers going. So, you know, it was, it was that, it was like grassroots kind of marketing. Like here we are, I'm Bob, this is Fred. Um, you know, we're introducing, we're introducing this product and people thought we were nuts. Like you can't have a computer control of charcoal fire. What are you crazy? Right. And then a couple people let use them on their cookers and we proved to be successful they were like oh my god you gotta be kidding me one of my buddy longtime buddies joseph he was out of houston joseph Korchanik, poking eye barbecue um we installed one on his cooker 
And, you know, in a rough Texan kind of voice, he's like, God damn it, boys. He goes, you sure as hell took the C out of cooking. Oh, you sure man. as hell put the D back in drinking. I know. <laughs> That's so, funny. It was, it was one of those things. He said, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to worry about dampers. I don't have to worry about wind. I don't have to worry about rain. So, you know, we knew we had something. And I told Fred, you know, we need to have a barbecue team. We, we have a passion for cooking like these guys have a passion for cooking. We need to be one of them. We need to be competitive barbecue guys who understand the whole industry. And we need to sell to these people because we need, you know, we don't just want to be on the outside looking in. We need to be one of them. And I really felt strongly about that. So we started a team. And then I realized how much I loved it and I was obsessed with it. And I loved competing and we started doing well. And it just kind of rolled from there. That's awesome. It just snowballs, doesn't it? You get that first walk and it's all over. Yeah. I mean, I think my first call was in Philly. It was called the Liberty Bell Contest. I think there were so many teams there they called top 15. I got 15th in chicken. I was thrilled out of my mind. <laughs> you know, so then from there, uh, I was able to go to the Jack, you know, in 2010. Uh, we went to the Jack, and we were like a point away from Grand Champion. We took reserve Grand Champion at the Jack Daniels, and that was an incredible moment for me, for us as a team. Uh, my brother Mark was there. My friend Kenny was there. Fred was there. Fred was in poor health back then. Um, he passed away in 2012 of ALS, but he had had a stroke at a contest in 2008, and it was rough for him getting around. He was... He had a driver, and he was there. He was able to be there with us. Um, but, yeah, reserve grand champion. Q out beat us by, like, a point, maybe less. Um, that was an incredible moment. That's awesome. Um, you know, second place rib call at the American Royal. You know, first place. I took first place ribs to the World Food Championship in Vegas. Um, you know, there was, a, there was a lot of wonderful moments. You know, many state grand championships, especially in the Northeast. Yep. And then in 2013, I was fortunate enough to go to England and compete. And I met a lot of great people, you know, throughout England and Europe there. And I think we finished third overall. You know, I, it's funny because they told us, hey, we supply the meat. And we were traveling to England, so I'm not going to be carrying briskets and pork butts and ribs with me. <laughs> you can't check but, that. But <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, yeah, check your bag. Now, since then, I may have smuggled in a couple briskets and some really nice ribs over to Europe. But that was my first trip over there, and I didn't want to take a risk. I didn't know anything about traveling with meats. So I get there, and we, you know, I'm like, well, where are the meats? And they showed us, they had, a, they had like a walk-in refrigerator. And there was a box, I don't know, maybe it was 12 inches long by 10 inches high by 10 inches deep. And they're like, they're, they're your meat. I'm like, well, all right, well, which one is this? Is it the brisket or the pork? Or No, that's all four. <laughs> what? That's your chicken, your ribs, your your uh, pork butts, and your brisket. I opened this thing. The brisket looked like a London broil. 
with a slice <laughs> right down the center that was probably half inch deep. Uh. The, there were baby back ribs in there that were no wider than an iPhone 8 <laughs> and probably about as thick. There were like eight chicken thighs, and then there was this piece of pork that resembled a pork butt. <laughs> I was like, wait, are you shitting me right now? Like, this is what I'm cooking for the competition? <laughs> like, well, you can get... I'm like, well, I don't know where to... I, there's like no butchers over there that are supplying competition barbecue meats. So I made the best of it. Um, you know, I trimmed the brisket. And I was, it was literally like a, like a large London broil. And there was a slice right down the center. So I turned it over, and I, what was the bottom side of the flat? I made the top side of the flat to hide the slice. I ended up putting about 18 ribs in the box because they were so tiny. You know, we put some pulled and sliced pork. We managed to get some pulled and sliced pork in there. And then the chicken was the chicken. They were just tiny little thighs. So every piece of chicken I cooked, I put in the box. And we ended up like ribs and fourth and brisket and, you know, third and chicken. And we ended up third overall out of like 30, 40 teams. Now, did you keep? So your, I was thrilled. About did you keep your same pl- uh, flavor profile, or did you tweak it? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Are there taste buds a little bit different um, over there in England versus what you would see probably where you're from or, or here in the United States? I think now there's a lot of different flavor profiles. Okay. When I went over there in 2013, I came over there with my products. Well, what products I had? I had one sauce and one rum back then. Uh, but well, I came over with what I used in American KCBS barbecue competitions. Um, I know Dr. Barbecue, Ray Lampy was over there teaching for quite a while. Rocky Danner used to go over there and teach. They, they knew what American flavors were. They didn't have all the products over there like they do now. Right. Uh, and then when I started going to Germany and the Netherlands and cooking, um, it was kind of a progression. Like I would always bring my own flavors and I used to, I was teaching classes over there. So I taught a class over there and I want to say 2015 and I taught them what I used in the U S and then, and then dealers would call suppliers in the U S and try to get those products. Um, and then Mo and I taught classes over there. Tuffy Mo and I taught classes over there. So, over the years, I think they've not only adopted American products to cook barbecue, especially KCBS events, but then they've also developed their own flavors. There's a lot of very, very talented cooks in Europe. Um, but they were just trying to understand the whole KCBS thing, the whole flavor profile, and the methods of cooking and what to look for. But So since then, there have been a lot of, very talented pitmasters who've developed their own products, and I think they've added their own flair to those American flavors. Um, so competing over there now, you know, you can still win with American flavors, but I think the judges are used to a modified version of that because so many pitmasters have developed their own flavors over there since then and do really well with them. But at the end of the day, it's all about balance, right? Right. It's all about perfect amount of heat, perfect amount of salt, perfect amount of sweet. Um, so yeah, they, you know, it's, 
I went over there with my own thing, and it's a ball from there. So if I were – next time I cook over there, which I hope is soon, um, I would do my due diligence and um, taste some of the more popular brands over there against what I'm bringing and possibly make some tweaks. Do they have a, like a um, uh, a championship over there in Europe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a few of them over there. Okay. Um, I haven't really kept up with all of them. Uh, there's one I always wanted, wanted to do. Um, it was in the Italian Alps, and it's in January. And you're, you know, you have a cabin, and you're on probably three to five feet of snow. And by the end of the weekend, your your smoker is down about three feet because it's melted down into the snow. And you're, you're, I mean, you're dressing up, you're bundling because it's like negative thirty degrees. But man, what a challenge that would be, right? Oh yeah, that sounds cold. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the, one of the contests I used to do in, uh, Ruhrport, Ruhrpot, I don't even know how to say it correctly. And I've been there a bunch of times. Um, it was in, I guess, kind of the Northwest part of Germany. And it was the biggest barbecue contest in Europe for many years. There'd be 120 teams there, 130 teams. And, um, you know, there'd be American teams that would come over. Uh, and teams from, you know, 20, 30 different countries. Um, and that was a blast. Yeah. I mean, and that was, you had to be on your game because there's a lot of teams there and a lot of great teams. So you would have to make your own sausage from scratch. You had to do desserts. Um, and these were mandatory. There's aren't like ancillaries that you decide to do or not. They were mandatory. And then you have your chicken, pork, ribs, and brisket. And then it was a, it was ten thousand dollars to the winner. Oh, there wow. were trophies from one, but it was ten grand to the winner. And the closest I ever came was third. The first year I did it, I got third overall. And I think uh, one other time I got like seventh overall. But it was it was a it was a tough competition because you know I have a thirty foot trailer over here. Over there, I have two canopies. 37 degrees, rain's coming down. I'm sleeping on a 1978 plastic, uh, you know, lounge chair. Mm, sounds <laughs> nice. Right. <laughs> Cozy. <laughs> With my head, you know, next to the firebox, keep warm. Extreme barbecuing. Right, right. <laughs> it sounds like a TV show yeah. to put out. But it's, I, mean, I, I just love my experiences over there because it was always a challenge. Sometimes I didn't know what cooker I was cooking on until the day before. You know, the first time I went over there, um, I had to explore the charcoals. You know, I'm cooking on a charcoal smoker, and I don't know. They don't have B&B charcoal, or they didn't have B&B charcoal. They didn't have uh, Royal Oak. They didn't even have Kingsford, you know. I had I bought, like, six different brands of charcoal, and I cooked on every one of them for days to decide which one I wanted to use for my first contest over there. Oh, wow. That's cr- that's like yeah. something you wouldn't even think about. Like, oh shit, they don't they don't have yeah. a charcoal, <laughs> right? I know. I, I, yeah, it's not. It wasn't the same. It, they didn't have all the brands back then. There's been there's been a lot more distribution over there since then, and a lot more companies coming up with great brands. But they didn't have that my first few years going over there. Yeah, I love how international this whole sport of barbecue has become. Uh, I, I volunteer for the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, their barbecue <laughs> portion of it. 
Can I, can I stop you for a second, yeah. James? We have to, I'm sorry, Bob. We have to hear about this <laughs> on a freaking daily basis that James <laughs> volunteers. Look, okay. I'm just doing my I just uh, wanted service you to, know. to the community. Good <laughs> Samaritan over here. Thank Please you. proceed, James. Yes. St. James. Uh, yes. But they, they have the international village there where they invite, uh, I guess, and why I kind of asked you about the championship over there in Europe, because I know they bring over teams from UK, uh, Japan, um, South America, Brazil, uh, so and they bring yeah. all these these guys and they put them in the uh, I guess the championship corner uh, where they have like the winner from the Jack Daniels and uh, Memphis and Mays and all these big time cookoffs and they get to sit there next to each other and compete and some of them have done uh, quite well out there. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I didn't know about that particular one. Um, a buddy of mine, Dan Homan, who's from the Netherlands. Uh, talked to me for a while about putting together this Ryder Cup style, you know, championship where, you know, it was a hundred plus teams, but they were taking the five best European teams for that particular year, five best scoring teams, and they wanted to put them up against five American teams. So him and I talked about it for years, and I said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're finally gonna do this." So Mo and I have been traveling over there and, and doing our thing and teaching classes and competing and, you know, making commercials and stuff. So I, I said, I'm going to be a team. Um, Mo's going to be a team. We called a few people. We talked to Tuffy. He said, yes. We talked to Byron Chisholm, butt rub. He said, yeah, I'll come over. We talked to sweet smoke. Cube, Jim and Jeff Elser and Michael McDearman was on the team. And you know, we got our five teams together. And we went over there, and it was a double contest. So 100-plus teams, double contest. But then on the side, we were taking the five American scores against the five best European team scores to have an overall European or American champion. Oh, it was wow. really okay. cool. Nice. Okay. It was really cool. Did you whoop them? Um, no. <laughs> they got us. They got us. Now, now we all – all the American teams finished in the top 10 out of the 120-some teams. Hmm. But they got, point-wise, they got us at the end. And there was some crazy-ass weather and stories. And, but this double was not like you're doing a, a turn-in Friday and a Saturday and then another turn-in Saturday and Sunday. This is chicken turn is at 12, and you're turning in two boxes of chicken. Rib turn-ins at 12.30, you're turning two boxes of ribs and pork and brisket all the way down the line. Huh. That's weird. That's kind of cool, though. So, yeah. So, and there were, they had two sets of judges. They had two tents. So they had one table, and one of your boxes was going to tent A, and one of your boxes was going to tent B, and they were both getting judged at oh, the same time. Oh, shit. I, I've, I've never heard of that type of uh, scoring system. So is one of them, like, if you make it to, to – to, to to the second table, or are you making it to uh, a you know final table? Is is Tim like doing? It's like doing two contests at once. That's crazy because you have huh. two complete judges. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a A and a B, you know. And it was um, I forget what they called it. You know, it was like this. You know, this contest, Raga Fest. Um, 2017 
competition one and competition two. Yeah, and they call four separately, and you could win two grand champions if you you know what I mean. That's, that's really interesting. No, that's very interesting. So, so is that something that that y'all gonna keep going forward with and doing maybe every maybe every other year or something? They come here, we go there. Type I would, deal? I mean, we we talked about doing it again. I would love to do it again. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just that we all get busy doing a million different things and being torn in 10 different directions and we just haven't done it. And, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of travel like there was. This was in 2017. Okay. Um, and we talked to one again and, you know, well, dare I say COVID hit. I, I'm there not going to... as much travel. No, I, I'll say I, 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 I'm not going to lie to you. That That is something that I think a network or something like that would... It's kind of a cool little thing. I mean, if you think about it, that if you if it was going to be pitched as a show or something, because right. I could see that taking off, going like you're taking fest the best of you know, th- this team captain is is picking these different teams to go and go against this group. It's from basically I, I, the, the Ryder Cup series style. I mean, it's just that's kind of a cool idea. It was it was awesome. I would sign up for something like that again in a heartbeat. Uh, there's actually a, a 30 minute show on it. Uh, they filmed it. Um. So I'll have to get you the link. Definitely, yeah. yeah. But it, it, if you haven't seen it, it's really cool. Um, yeah. and it was really fun because, you know, because I traveled over there. Now I did smuggle a brisket to that contest. I had a and beautiful right, wagyu, rightfully so. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Did you, did you so have it like duct? Did you have like duct tape to your chest when you like? Yeah. Uh, How did you <laughs> roll through customs? Or <laughs> no, I had the yeah, I had the point uh, strapped to one leg and a flat strap to the other. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, Next man. on uh, <laughs> Smugglers, I've seen that TV show. Right. <laughs> yeah. The brisket smuggler. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, hey, we do. You do what you got to do, man. Hey, it is what it is, right there. Yeah, but um, I I I handed in two brisket boxes off of one brisket. Again, you do and what I you got to do. Ribs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did two boxes off four racks of ribs. I bought my chicken there. You know, it's it's wild. Yeah, huh. that's crazy. Hey, Bob, I was going to ask you uh, really quick. I know we're uh, we're we're probably pressed for just a little bit of time, but uh, barbecue fail. I mean, we always ask the guests. Uh, do you have a notable fail? And honestly, it doesn't have to be barbecue. It could just be, I don't know, pizza fail, catering, bar- catering yeah. whatever. You got any a quick little story you can share with us? Oh, Jesus. I have so many fail. Listen, <laughs> if you don't fail, you succeed. That's right. Because that's how you learn. I tell my kids that every day. Don't fail too much, but you got to fail once in a while <laughs> so that you can, you can learn from it. But I'll tell you a quick one. This is one of my favorites. It actually turned out in my favor, but this is a great lesson for anyone who competes, who cooks, who challenges themselves, and all right, so here's what happened. Years ago, there used to be this the Sam's Club tour, okay? The Sam's Club barbecue tour, it was, it was KCBS style, and it started out with 750 teams across the country from East Coast to West Coast. And you had to win a local event. So you had to take top 10 in a local event to move on to a regional round. And then the regional rounds, you had to take top 15. 
And if you if you came in top fifteen in your regional round, you went to the championship in Bentonville, Arkansas. It was the top fifty teams out of seven hundred and fifty teams that started out. And I was very fortunate to get to Bentonville, Arkansas, the top fifty teams um, several times, maybe five times over the course of the years. So I was at a regional event. I was cooking by myself. I had my brand new trailer, the you know my twenty four foot rig, um, and this was the first time I was cooking out of a trailer that had a kitchen in it and a porch where my smokers were. And like I said, I was cooking alone. We had some weather come through. I made a few changes. I had a new trailer, um, and I decided that I was going to cook chicken drums instead of chicken thighs. <laughs> right. And I did this. I practiced the heck out of this because I thought it would this I would stand apart. And this was at a time where chicken legs, chicken drums, were not a very popular thing to do in KCBS. Everybody was handing in thighs. So when you did legs, people were like, ooh, you're either going to kill it or you're going to get killed. So I made a decision to do the legs. I practiced my ass off. And we had power outages. And I have this little, so I get all my seasoned chicken, or my all my chicken seasoned, I get it on a rack. First time doing it in a competition. And I step out of the kitchen to the back porch of the cooker with this beautifully seasoned chicken. And my toe hits the threshold between the, uh, uh, the doorway. Mm. And I jerk forward and chicken legs are round. Chicken thighs are flat. Yeah. Those every freaking chicken leg rolled off of my rack and hit the trailer floor. Oh, man. Now, mm. I'm on a timeline here. I've got to be on my game, and I'm cooking alone. So I just I just put the rack down. I put my hands to my, my head, and I just shook my head. I was like, I can't even believe this. So I told myself at that moment, like, you have two hours to turn in. You're either going to fail or you're going to figure out a way to make this work. And I picked up every piece of chicken off the trailer floor, which I had just sweat. It was cleaner. Cleanish. Right? You know, Five-second rule is fine with clean, me. Cleanish. Cleanish. So you're, we're in a parking lot. So when you're stepping on and off the trail, you're bringing pebbles and rocks and whatever sure. up. I, wa- I, I filled up a bus tub of clean water, and I, I soaked and cleaned every piece of chicken. And dried it off, and I reseasoned it, and I bumped my smoker up by 25 degrees, and I put that chicken on. And I cooked that chicken at, you know, instead of cooking at 275, I was cooking at maybe 305. Yep. Because I lost a ton. And I went through my same process. I made tweaks along the way. I put it in the box. It didn't look as great as it would have normally, but... I think I cooked uh, 18 pieces of chicken and I turned in eight. And I think I bit into every one of those extra pieces of chicken to make sure there were no freaking pebbles in there. Right, right, right. And <laughs> there were no pebbles. Right. I turned it in. I was cooking next to Jim Jeff Elser, the Elser boys, and, um, you know, a couple other guys. And so we get to awards, and I'm just pissed. I'm pissed. Because I know I had good turn-ins, except for that. Um. So they're calling chicken, and they're calling 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. 
and I'm telling these guys the story, and they're like, dude, you know when that happens, you get a 180. I'm like, I never had a 180 in my life. They're like, no, you get a 180 when you drop things like that. They call first place barbecue guru. I get a perfect 180 score. In Shut chicken. up. I couldn't freaking believe it. You know, you know how fast I ran up to get that damn trophy? Oh, yeah. yeah. You I, was like, right. yeah. I was like, flash. It was unbelievable. Yeah, they start throwing army down. So, I know. Maybe that's you know, the key that, to it. Maybe, you think maybe it's it. washing your chicken first. That's uh, not it. No, wash your <laughs> chicken. <laughs> yeah, but maybe maybe it is. But yeah. maybe it's also throwing it on the ground first and then washing your chicken. Mm, it tenderizes. And then, actually, maybe you did all that and it just bumped up 25 degrees. You might have a winning. You know what I mean? Not that you already don't. <laughs> I'm just saying. What if that was actually your method? If somebody was trying to learn off of you, you're like, Holy, this guy is a This freaking, is the part where you throw it on the ground. <laughs> this guy's a madman. I, I tell that story at my on my at my classes. I, I should probably just shock the hell out of people and just throw my chicken on the ground at classes. Yeah, yeah. hey, <laughs> it got me. It got me in one eighty. Now what? <laughs> but uh, so afterwards, one of the guys handed me a little shaker container with a piece of tape on it that said Barbecue Bob's Chicken Rub, and it was full of rocks and pebbles from the parking lot. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's, that's really hilarious. good. Yeah, it's a, it's a fail yeah. and a win at but, the same time. You know, I, that was a, that's a lesson to teach, and it's a lesson that I learned that day, is no matter how bad things are going, you can always turn them around. You just got to you have to stop. You, have, you can't panic. You have to make decisions that are going to benefit you. Yeah. Exactly, dude. I so er, I, I, earlier we were talking about the barbecue hall of fame, uh, Bob, and uh, uh, different people going in and, and whatever else. And I feel like, man, one day you're going to be in there. Well, was, was it was it that may happen? I'm gonna here's here's what I can tell you. I have a passion for barbecue. I have a passion for outdoor cooking. I absolutely love what I do. Yep. Every waking moment, and even moments when I can't sleep in the middle of the night, I think about cooking. I think, and I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And if it happens, it happens. Yeah, you know, I have I have goals. I have goals. Um, that is for me is something that you know, if people see me that way, that's amazing, and and it, and it'll happen. But I, that's not like one of my. Goals. Yes, it's it's not a driving that's, factor. That's, yeah, I I get that. I just want to say, yeah, I, I get I get it. Yeah, right. My my driving factor is to be the best I can possibly be, to teach as many people as I can possibly teach, to be successful in the backyard, no matter what they're cooking on, and to continue to be creative and fun and educational. That's who I want to be. That's awesome. Sounds like you're nailing it. Hell yeah. I think we're getting close to the end here, but uh, if folks want to find out about your classes or any of your products or just want to be able to reach out to you, how do they do that? Yeah, so I have a brand new website. So I don't know if you if you all knew this or not, but after 23 years with Barbecue Guru, we parted ways, and I've been building my own brand, um, and I'm really pushing my sauce and seasoning brand forward, my brand ambassadorship, so I'm available be brand ambassador for you know many types of products and also my classes so i started um i built a website out called bob trudnack bbq.com 
And on BobTrugnackBBQ.com, you can learn about my sauces and rubs. You can go to a link to buy my products. Um, you can see what I do as a brand ambassador. Um, you can check out my classes. I do class classes with Mo, the Bob and Mo BBQ show. And there are links to that. Mo and I travel around the country. Um, I also do my own pizza classes and some smaller, you know, rib and chicken classes uh, alone. And so everything you need to know about me is at BobTrudnackBBQ.com, and there are links there to contact me, and I'd be thrilled to talk to you. I love that. Very cool, man. I, I tell you what, I, I already, I'm like, man, I'm going to start watching like every little video that you're putting out yeah. uh, cool. on social media <laughs> size. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, brother. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a lot on Instagram. I'm doing a lot of reels on Instagram now and TikTok. I have a, my secret to success is um, one of my son is 16. His 17 year old friend up the street, uh, she's teaching me how to edit these videos and, and post them and, and what's popular and what's not. So hire yourself a 17 year old if you want to be popular on social media. There it is. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we're going to have to do. Hey, Bob. Hey, we thank you for yeah. taking time out of your, your schedule to uh, shoot the shit with us here at Grabbing the Brisket. Uh, we wish you the best of luck, and hopefully we can uh, get you back on the podcast soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. It was amazing. And when you're ready to have me back, I'll be ready for you guys. All right, brother. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks, brother. It. Later. Have a good night. All right. Take care. Ah, barbecue Bob, dude. I like that guy. He's he's pretty cool. Man, he, he, you know, first of all, he he's – He's kind of like a big guy, right? He's, he's, yeah, yeah. he's not a small in stature uh, guy. He, he probably did. If I was like, oh, I met you, whatever. I almost said, hey, I almost, hey, I met you at whatever. I, and he probably knows that, of course. But uh, I just felt like, oh, that's kind of weird. I don't, I don't know. Right. I, I wanted to say a couple of things right. earlier. Thank you for not embarrassing yeah, us. I didn't right. want to embarrass <laughs> us. <laughs> the whole team would have yes. just collective yeah. side. Jan's like one of those, like, uh, yeah. uh, dudes running up to one of those dudes at the Comic-Cons. Like, <laughs> right. hey, hey, I remember I met you at the... Uh, yeah. You know what, James? <laughs> You're just jealous because you could go. Well, my time that yep. I spent at nope. the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is really uh that wasn't the same weekend, James. Me a little bit. Okay. And again, it's your second time you brought that up now, and then it's it's what you do. Mm, that's freaking awesome. Um, and I think this leads us into the grab them in the brisket beer review. All right, uh, we are not sponsored by Martin House, but this is yet another beer uh, from I, Martin House. Why does this keep happening? Because that's for the ones they that keep has, making more beers. Yeah, they have the cool cans when it's I go the to the one HGP. that they put like right out front, like yeah. this end cap. It's just right. that's just where they go, and that's the first place you see. And you're like, oh, new Martin House. Yeah. Their marketing people do a good job with the, the cans too. For sure, for yeah. sure. This is a pink lemonade sour ale with lemon and raspberries, five point two percent alcohol. I know we don't generally go with the sours, but um, I don't know. It just jumped out at me so I'm not gonna lie like the first impression off of smelling this it smells like a wine cooler you're right mm. Mm. put it in your mouth tell us about the can Jan as he takes a swig mm-hmm. yeah, I mean the can is uh it's pretty retro right it's kind of a retro can um yeah it, it's cool it looks definitely like a, a lady's drink um and I say that because it's it's like a bright pink um a pastels whatever right um but i will say this is pretty tasty okay 
Yeah. Yeah, I think I do like the sours more on the um, tart side, like when we're dealing with like lemons or limes or that yeah. type of uh, um, flavor profile. I mean, I like this. It's pretty good. Yeah. This is not This is not bad. I mean, this is a refreshing drink. I just don't like them when they're super over-the-top sour, and this one's not too bad, I guess. Mm, do you think it was earlier? I feel like you're, I feel like you're holding back on us there, John. No, no, no. Like Some of the sours, when I taste them, I'm just like, Almost like an instant stomach ache. I can't do it. This isn't bad. This is it's not too sour. This I'm is like saying. a watered down lemonade kind of thing. Watered down. I wouldn't go with watered down. Well, not watered. I mean, you know what I mean. But it doesn't taste as tart as you would get like with a. Like, they they like get a, a lot tartier with other tart yeah, house. Exactly. Tartier. Yeah. Tartier. Yeah, thank yeah. you. You're welcome, thank Jim. you, okay. Matt. Yeah. yeah. You, you, right. Matt. Ski, said literally what I was just <laughs> saying, but yeah. I didn't say tartier. Well, tartier. No. You should have came you with know, the word. Get Sorry. Something, so. something well. Mr. Building says on Saved by the Bell or right. something like that. <laughs> I'm not dumbass or you something. You'll think of a better uh, one Can I go later. first on this? Mm-hmm. As far as being a sour? Nope. Just judge it. This may be the best sour I've ever had in my life. Oh, my God. Because it, it very it tastes. I could drink this. I'll go to work drinking this. I mean, you like, always would. You drink anything at work? No, I'm just saying. I would. I would drink this in front of a cop while I was driving down the road. Okay. And I'd wave at him. <laughs> You're an idiot. I'm just saying. I'd be like waving, like, "Hey, cheers," and like that, and just taking a drink. Mm-hmm. Boom, keep going. No big deal. I'm just saying. The, but it doesn't taste like you're drinking alcohol. It tastes very refreshing. This right here is. And it's, I, I, don't, I have a hard time with it because I don't consider it a beer. I say it's a, like a really good drink. You're, drink. you're judging it as how it tastes to you. That's a 7-7. Seven, seven. Hmm. Wow. Okay, Matt. I have a feeling I'm going to have the worst score. So do you want me to go next or save it for the end? No, I want to hear it. Now yeah. I really want to hear it. Okay. I think I'm going to give this like a 5.3. Oh, man. It's so refreshing. Yeah, well, I, I agree with your earlier assessment that it's like a watered-down lemonade. It is. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it, it doesn't taste how I want a sour to taste. And it mm. kind of tastes a little watery. I don't know. It's just, it's really not, not doing it for me. Yeah, but it didn't have that harsh chemically taste that you get on, on some of these ones. You're, like, You're right. Mm. There, there's some sours that are worse. Right. But you know I, mean? I don't think that makes this better. It's just not as bad as those. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're a five, five, three, five, three, yeah. seven, seven. Okay. Sorry, there John. Is. No, don't be sorry. I'm okay. I'm much closer to you than I am to oh, Jim. Okay. It's okay. It's not great for me. Uh, uh, something with sours recently. They're just not doing it for me. I'm going to go yeah. probably like a uh, five four. I'll be right there oh, with wow. you. It's okay. not great. Really? It's okay. It's middle of the road. Damn. I would drink it if I'm way too high on this. Yeah. Had to I five point oh five point oh. Wow. Okay, we're all about there. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Jan's lost it. Yeah. I mean, I I would drink this like if it's the middle of summer and it's really hot outside and there's and no I'm other really beer? thirsty and I didn't pay for it. I would drink it. Well, I'm just saying this. This didn't taste. It doesn't taste too acidic. It doesn't taste too. It's not awful. Yeah, it's no, not, it's not. Five is not awful. Five is okay. It's very. I just think y'all are being very uh, negative on y'all scores. <laughs> I think. I think this this drink is. At least I think a, what's happening is you might have seven. rated it a little too high, and at now you're trying to save yourself. No, no. I I I think I am 100 percent spot on of how this tastes of how it should be scored. Because well, y'all, think... y'all are grading this off of not taste. Y'all are grading this off whether this is a beer and how no, you no, like no. beer and I'm whatever else. I'm going about how it tastes. Uh, you're, you're saying this is a five what? Yeah, it's middle of the road. 
for flavor? Yes. This is Flavor Town. This whole thing is flavor. Oh my God. No. It's a hundred. See, our super fan, our super fan Josh is going to go to HEB. Yeah. And he's going to pick this up. He he's going to try it. Think it's going to be some seven seven or whatever you gave it. It is a seven like, seven. When it comes Jan to a sour, off. Jan, yeah. When it comes to a sour, this is a seven seven. Okay. Well, you know, a sour. Give me a better sour right now, off the top of your head. Any go. other one that I've ever had from Martin House. Really? Just yeah. name one uh, other. Sour. I would say any of their cobbler ones that they make. Or yeah. better than this. Really? Yeah. They're, that, what was it? The blueberry I didn't like that one. one. I don't know if I had that one. I can go yeah. back and check your score if you want, but I'm pretty yeah. sure we're ready to hire. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I think that wraps this thing up. I think <laughs> we're done with the grabbing the Liars. Beer review. Perfect. Try to cut I think, that liar I think we out do a there. lot better on the outro beer review as opposed to the intro beer review. Well, that's because we do beer rev- We're going up yeah. for the intro and we go down for the outro. Right. Oh, I see. Do we do that? I don't know. I just might do that. that. We, we might even go back and let's do it. <laughs> I might be right. Beer review, then beer review. Right. Right. Do re mi fa solo. <laughs> All right, John. Uh, I think we have a barbecue fail, we right? We do. Or we do. it's a win. I don't know. Somebody called in and left a message on the I, hotline. I love, it. I love it when people call in and leave us messages. So, so they do. But real quick, I know we touched on this one time, James, where your barbecue fail was that uh, you carried two briskets instead of just one brisket, and you dropped it in the middle of all of your acorn, uh, uh, no, yes. no, uh, yeah, acorn shells. Correct. It yes. took a million hours <laughs> of scrubbing that brisket There's to get all, all of those the, nooks and crannies in it, that brisket. Those there. little shells will stick in the fat. It was like, dude, you got to retrim this brisket. <laughs> There's that, no way. At that point, I'm just having acorn crusted brisket. You're not going to get this off. <laughs> That's a spark. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And uh, really quick before you play it, John, if people want to leave us a message, hit us up on the hotline, shoot us your barbecue win or fail, or if you got a question or you just want to talk shit to Jan or whatever, yeah. yes, drop that. us a line. That's going to be 434 829 2299. Yes. If you leave a message talking shit to Jan, I will personally send you a barbecue rub. <laughs> and ensure it's aired on the episode. <laughs> Bring it. Exactly. It will be on the next episode. Bring it, brother. What you got? <laughs> All right. Let's hear this uh, This barbecue win slash fail. This is Blaine from IBB Backyard Barbecue. Here's my quick fail. I really wanted to try a soft cure cold smoked salmon. I, brought the sa- I bought the salmon skinless salmon filet, put it in a glass dish, and covered it with some salt cure for plan for 48 hours. The fell part of the salmon is when I use the gallon-sized Ziploc bag of water for weight to press the salt down on the salmon. During the check on the 24-hour mark, I realized that the bag had sprung a leak and soaked the salt in the salmon. The fail ruined the salmon and made it like a cow salt lick. Six would be to use a pan on top of the salted salmon with bags of water inside the pan in case there is leaks. Thanks, IBV Backyard Barbecue. Dude, mm. there it is, yeah, fam. Was that I Blaine? Just, yeah, Blaine, yeah, Blaine. IBB Backyard yeah. Barbecue. With the so, salt lick salmon. <laughs> so are, are you going to are you going to add him and, and tell him that we're, we played it or no? Of course. We've got to send him his free uh, bottle of... Suckle busters, suckle busters. Everybody wants some suckle busters. Did you just try to cue yourself in to get to say that? Is that what just happened? Don't there? worry <laughs> about it, Matthew. It was pointing in like, oh, yeah. Suckle hey, listen, good for you, man. I I love this. Please call in and please give us your barbecue fails because we're going to play them on the thing. Yeah. yeah, That's super fun. And I'm sorry about your salmon, but you're going to get some kick-ass rub. 
There it is. Oh, yeah. I, all in all, this is a pretty kick-ass uh, podcast what we did today. I really enjoyed talking barbecue with you guys. Peace. Better, guys. Thanks, everybody. We've been great. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. We'd like to give a special thanks to Suckle Buster's Barbecue Rubs and Sauces, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Coolie Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Coolers, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Dow Strong Knives. We definitely appreciate your support.